0: a perfectly piece of preserved pie huh
1: yeah I got one a while back uh I freaked out I flipped my lid I'm so happy (laughs) so happy
0: I remember that the first time I got the piece was the second time I tried
1: yes and uh we had no idea that it was hard to get them (laughs) yeah we were still a day before release (laughs) yeah and you're like hey Shaleen look I can get this pie out of this vending machine isn't that cool Oh, yeah, that's really <laughs> neat, right? For the pie, and then like I found one in my own gameplay, and I tried like sixty times. And I was <laughs> like, "What I gives, Rick? Just got pie!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. I'm i I really was astounded by that pie. Mmm, one.
1: Yeah, that was spectacular. How do you even build those lights?
0: I don't know. I've tried a little bit, and I haven't—actually, no, I haven't tried. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I think I, I pulled one up and tried to see what it would stick to, and I bothered to not care, because I'm not going that in-depth with it. Yeah. There, like, there are— the
1: building, like, doesn't work as well as it should. The what? The building. It doesn't work as well as it should. I,
0: I'll tell you where I have the problem with. See, I'm pretty basic with it. You know, like walls, door, here's a cat picture, and a bunch of guns and stuff. But what really frustrates me is the limited size that you can build these things at. Yeah. I I, I mean, I I guess I can understand. But, like, I put a wall around the Starlight Drive-In, and already I'm pretty much at max done. And i was like yeah. it's just a wall guys
1: <laughs> see i have trouble getting like the wall and the roof to snap together and
0: yeah it I, it really depends i don't know what a lot of those roofs are for i don't know if they're meant to just kind of like oh here's three walls and a roof and done or what you know i i think with people who don't want to take time and figure out what everything does or mm-hmm. go buck nutty with some of these, you know, things. We just want stuff to snap together. I think we're kind of lacking options. I, I I can't wait for the community to 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 take a hold of this, or even to see what Bethesda does with some of these updates. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if they do anything at all, I would like them to add some more stuff. But they might just let the community do that instead. Like give you know the community the tools, as we all know, Bethesda likes doing. But yes. you're right, building is super complicated. And- I'm
1: actually going to have a uh, veranda instead of the enclosed room that I wanted because I can't get the <sighs> dang roof to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have to shrink my Starlight Drive-In. I've also decided to kind of expand on my original idea with having Starlight Drive-In as my main hub. Uh-huh. I-, I might have it as a hub and then have... Maybe the citadel... Not the citadel. The, the castle. The castle is another hub. That would be cool. Be- just because of the size. Like, I can't make it as big as I want to. I can't make it a sprawling city because it just gets It won't. Up. Yeah. And the frustrating thing is, like, the size is already halfway full when you get a settlement. Do you ever... Like, you know what I'm talking I about? I
1: hadn't noticed that. This is the first building I've really done. I've done, you know... I built a... A crummy prefab bunkhouse for my companions. And I, I've done like some furniture. I've added furniture and decorations. But this <laughs> is the first thing that I've ever really constructed outside of that.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I mean. Oh, okay. So I uh, well, you know me. I'm always building these settlements and stuff like that. So Yeah, you
1: do cool stuff. Eh,
0: I mean it's basic building. Some people, like the guy that did that ATAT, is just insane. That was amazing. So, by the way, I just want to let you know, we we started recording, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw on your screen, but thanks for the heads oh, up.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I forgot I shared screens. But I figured we could, um, right when we started talking about the pie, I figured that's when I'll just... That's when we'll just go with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. We already
0: started talking about Fallout. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The settlement... Oh, so, have you... You're playing on the console, right? You're not... Doing. I am,
1: on the Xbox One.
0: So, my hand's on with the beta patch... Uh, it's been pretty cool so far. I have noticed some frame rate issues. But I can't tell if it's just fallout and my card being my card or if my CPU is just getting older by the day. Um mm,
1: not good.
0: Yeah, I've noticed some things. Like, even in Guild Wars, I don't get the greatest frame rates as I used to. And I'm thinking maybe my CPU is just old. But I will say the updates that they did to the s- Settlers... The little status, the little status menu is just basically. So before, I don't know if you noticed this, but before when you would highlight a settler or a provisioner, provisioner, provisioner was a little bit more obvious because it changed the name. When you ever, whenever you sign a supply line to a, a settlement, their name changes from settler to provisioner, so you know that they're on a supply supply chain. But uh-huh. if you have a couple settlers standing around, and you pull up your menu and you highlight them. If they're standing near what they're assigned to, what they're assigned to would highlight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to see what they're assigned to, you just look at them and you're like, oh, the bushes lit up, so they're farmers, or the guard posts lit up, so they're guards or whatever. Well, now there's a little box that shows up when you highlight them that gives an icon to what they're, you know, assigned to. Well,
2: that's neat.
0: Right. I mean, I still wish we had the option to, like, name them Guard 1 and Guard 2.
1: <laughs> yeah, change their names or... Right. And a... Seems to me like changing the uniforms is the best way to know.
0: It, and that's what I resort to. I give them all road leathers and weapons. But apparently they also will stay nearest... Nearer to the thing that you assign them to for the most part, I think. hmm Which is... I, I think I read that in the patch notes. But I've just noticed that that little box is there. And it's been super convenient what I would do is I would tend to so I called in people from Jamaica Plains you know I put up a radar or a radio tower and people would come to Jamaica Plains and I would send them up to Starlight Drive-In and when they would get up there they wouldn't have the road leathers on so I knew that they were new right so then I would put road leathers on them and assign them to do what you know whatever it is that I wanted them to do at least in this playthrough and it's been much more organized and, and convenient but I have a ton of settlements and I need a ton of provisioners it's ridiculous so
1: yeah I still haven't done too much with settlements and I've never had local leader perk or linked my settlements or no no?
0: not at all I, I kind of wish it had more weight in the game but it is, it is a lot of fun because you do kind of feel like you're building a society mm-hmm. but I, like I said I wish it had a little bit more weight into the game but yeah. So, Shaleen, I know that you have been super excited to spoil things uh, for, yes. for people. So tell me a little bit about what it is that you've been so excited to tell me about. And the, our listeners, our dear listeners.
1: Okay. So are we doing the podcast now?
0: Oh, we have been. Yeah, I guess I guess oh, we should okay. like formally introduce that. This is spoiler cast episode three um And we kind of just jumped right into it because I
1: thought that- <laughs> we went straight from yes. having a conversation to doing a podcast, which I, I guess a podcast is a conversation. It but- is a conversation.
0: And we don't have any structure to this, but I just figured I mean, we already started talking about the pie, and the pie story was really funny, and I wanted to leave it in there.
1: It was a good so- story. <laughs> so, this is the third spoiler cast. Welcome, presented by Fallout Off the Record. I'm shaleen
0: <laughs> And I'm Rick. This is backwards.
1: Yeah. And I just I want I had so many things to talk about. One of the things that I stopped myself from talking about. Um, uh, did we give the proper spoiler warning?
0: This is a spoiler cast.
1: We're if spoiling they, freaking everything. Yeah, this like time.
0: there's no hold bars. No, no, yeah. no. Oh, you know what I mean. We're not holding back. The holds.
1: The holds they are not barred. Yes. They are unbarred. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going for
0: it. So real quick, Shaleen. I, uh, was, I've been talking to my wife a lot about, uh, you know, recently, I don't talk to her usually, but, uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm the only one that laughed at that. Yeah, I think.
1: that's, she likes it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, just about how many comments we've been getting on our chemistry,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: I realize it's my like ineptness that makes our chemistry work because it's like a, I don't know how to say it. it's kind of like a Fred and, uh. Wilma, kind of not Fred and Wilma. That's the wrong. What's the Lucy? I love Lucy. Fred and
1: um. Oh, what, what are we
0: talking about? Um, our relationship, our our chemistry. So yeah. like, Fred is a bumbling idiot, and his wife, and I can't remember her name, is always oh, kind of Apple? like, yes. Fred and yeah, Apple yeah. She's always looking at him like, really? Come on now. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's our dynamic, where I stumble over my words, I say dumb things, and you're kind of like the adult. <laughs>
1: Maybe. I don't know. I think so. I think we're pals and it comes through.
0: No, I know. I know. I just, I just, never mind.
1: I I don't know. (laughs) You're too hard on yourself, Rick.
0: No, I wasn't, no, I wasn't meaning like in in a bad way. I just meant as far as just my personality is a little bit more zany, I suppose. (laughs) This is really, really weird. This is not going in the direction I wished it would have gone in. And this is a perfect example of what it is that I'm talking about.
1: Okay. So <laughs> let's bar the holds. Let's, <laughs> let's bar <it> see. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about fallout. Fallout. what? Fallout. <laughs> okay. So here's something that I have stopped myself from talking about on the podcast several times because I didn't want to ruin it for anybody. Uh-huh. So Deacon, right, he's a follower, Mm -hmm. and uh, I spent some time with him until I got his perk, you know, finished his storyline. And early on in our relationship of hanging out, Deacon hands me this paper, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm a synth. This is a a secret, you know, nobody knows. But I am a synth, like Glory and some of the other members of the railroad, and uh, this is my recall code. You can use this if you ever really, really need information about the railroad. But it's gonna wipe my personality. You know, I don't know how much of me is gonna be left after you use this. I'm trusting you. So, you know, use it if you have to, but try not to. You know what, don't even read it right now. Um, (laughs) And let's just forget we talked about this, okay? Huh? So, as soon as Deacon's back is turned, I read the recall code. And it says, you can't trust everyone. And uh, then I put it in a drawer in my red rocket gas station so that I don't accidentally use it. I didn't know if it was like a usable item or or what. And later on, I had forgotten about the recall code. Time passes and Deacon's like, Hey, he does the thing where he stops. He's like, Hey, you read that recall code, didn't you? (laughs) And I was like, well, yeah, I did. He says, oh gosh you're thinking about it right now I can't even talk to you right now it's not safe (laughs) and then it gives me the option to read the code or to be like you know just carry on so I just carry on and this same uh, little interchange comes up several more times Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and finally I think okay I'm just gonna save right now and I'm gonna read the code and see what happens And I read the code, and Deacon's full of shit. Oh, yeah? He's not a synth. That's not his recall code. He was lying to me. He (laughs) lies to everybody, he says. (laughs) Yeah. I was so mad.
0: Huh. That is really strange.
1: What happened with you? Did you get Deacon's code?
0: I, I think I used him for the... Terminal? No. See, I'm really bad with names... Uh, what was that, qu- the first quest that he takes you on to get that experimental doohakey? Oh,
1: yeah. Where you get the deliverer? It's yes. in the, the basement of the donut shop?
0: Yeah, under the Slocum Joes. Um, yeah. Th- the,
1: uh,
0: that was the only quest I ever took him on, and then I just Don't let him do. sit in the railroad. Well, I didn't realize that he was a full-blown companion with a perk and, and quest. Oh, really? On. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought he was, see, I'm not used to, I'm not used to them doing that yet. I should be, but I'm not. Because Mm -hmm. in New Vegas, some of the followers had quest lines and some of them didn't. And I figured he was just kind of uh, a fodder companion. Right. Companion fodder, if you will. So I didn't realize he actually had a quest. I never really bothered with him. I'm very picky over who I take with me. If they don't interest me, I don't usually take them. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: his little... He did drop a hint that he was a synth, but it came across really strange to the point of like... Did he just say that? I think he just said that. I don't know if he did. I don't know if he is. I guess he's a synth. And then I kind of was like, whatever. You know? So, uh, I don't know. He just didn't interest me, en- interest me enough.
1: Really? That's very interesting. Yeah. I he gets an interesting guy and you should hang out with him. He has a, a big old story and it's a very interesting and uh, heartfelt story. So
0: It's probably a lie.
1: <laughs> it's possibly a lie. I did wonder at the end of it. I did wonder. Like I it felt genuine, like his real story. Right. Because he seemed uncomfortable telling me. Hmm. But I did wonder uh if it was a lie.
0: Yeah, I uh his persona pretty much speaks to that that he just kind of changes himself to on a whim. Possibly did his story have something to do with his personality and the way it is?
1: Uh, a little bit. Mm. Uh, it more had to do with his family and his history.
0: Oh, okay. But yeah, so. I don't know. I've been making it a point this the second playthrough to play with more companions. So uh, right now I'm... I, I used Nick up until I got his perk. And now I'm using Currie till I get her perk. Mm-hmm. And then I'll switch off to... Kate and then go to whoever else, maybe strong and that sort of thing.
1: So speaking of Curie, mm-hmm. I uh I really liked when you meet Curie, how she has buried the scientists in those lockers.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that little shrine.
1: Yeah, and she has like candles and mm-hmm. some of their possessions on the lockers. That was so sad, but also really sweet. And I just thought how sad that she's been alone here this whole time waiting for someone from Vault-Tec to come and release her from her duty, you know?
0: Yeah. It
1: was really something. Well, if
0: you read a lot of the Terminals in those vaults, they all have stories that are based on, we're waiting for vault Tech's, you know, call. And then mm-hmm. the next entry, Vault-Tec never called.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. It's, I had been, for most of this game, really disappointed in the vaults. Hmm. Um I felt like there wasn't the depth that we'd seen in in previous in previous entries of the Fallout series, and there, there wasn't the uh, the stories as much. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Vault One Eleven was uh, there, just wasn't much there for me. You know what I mean? I, I felt like there should have been more to explore. Um, and sure, all all of the mm. residents were in uh, cryostasis or whatever, <laughs> right? But There
0: were people. Shalene, I think I lost you.
1: And uh,
0: Uh, All right, you're back. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I drop off?
0: You cut out at people.
1: Uh Uh-oh. I don't know Um, what you said. Well, I'm sure it wasn't very important. (laughs) But I'm talking about how the vaults kind of had me disappointed. Right And uh, what were the other vaults I found? Um,
0: Vault 81, Vault one. The one that had the people in it. That was cool. Malden School.
1: But then it was um, the back side of 81 was much more interesting to me than the front side. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And uh, Vault 75 also kind of renewed my faith in in the evilness of Vault Tech. Was that the Malden High School? Yes. Malden Middle School Vault. That was a rough one. They just shot all the grown-ups, and they're training up child soldiers. (laughs) Yep. That was crazy. Vault deck. (laughs) I think that might be my favorite vault so far in the game. I don't know. I I may have found them all now. Did
0: you get the feeling that the Gunners originated from that vault?
1: Oh, you're so smart. Because
0: I got that feeling.
1: Oh my goodness! I would have never thought of that, but I think you're right. Yeah, because those that those, makes sense. Yeah,
0: because those guys are like ridiculously trained, you know, mm-hmm. mercenaries that just seem to pop up from nowhere. And I don't think they've ever given an origin, but it just felt like there's so many gunners occupying that vault that I just felt like that maybe that's where they came from.
1: I uh, yeah, we have no proof of this, listeners, mm-hmm. but
0: just speculation.
1: I like that story. That is now my the canon in my head. <laughs> I like it so much.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we're not going to check the wiki on this now because we'll just let somebody else correct us if we're wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> but we, that, we get a lot of emails telling us why we're wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that was another vault that I was running around for a while searching until I found that there was a stairwell that I didn't go up. And that got mm-hmm. me the first key card. Um, but that was a very interesting and and kind of sad vault to explore, just because of For all the sure. yeah, just because of all the. Now uh, in I th- was it Malden or which I don't know It was some school I think a charter school. Did you find there's a school in there and this just reminded me of it where you find different hollow tapes and terminal entries uh, about this school getting a huge grant and. Then other entries saying that people are complaining they haven't seen any of this money and that sort of thing. And then you find a holotape where the perf- the principal is talking to a student about how uh they attained such good marks is that the president or the the uh principal has been buying mentats <laughs> and giving them to my this,
1: school would have done that. Giving
0: them to this kid <laughs> who is then getting everyone addicted to mentats yeah. and making them smarter. And My so school the, would have done that. Yeah, and then, like, they were embezzling money together, and the kid was blackmailing his principal. It was just this whole thing, and I'm like, that is That's super funny. funny. I yeah.
1: haven't found that school. That's awesome. There's,
0: like, a locker that has, like, Wonder Glue and Jet. <laughs> like, <laughs> all these drugs in it. <laughs> so, when I found that, I'm like, oh, this kid's sniffing glue. <laughs> so that- That's
1: incredible, Rick. That's such a good <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you know what's kind of cool on the second playthrough um, is that, for me at least, I find myself avoiding places I've been, and that's forcing me to go to places I haven't been yet.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. So it kind of it, it changed. You know, it, so I'm discovering new things because before it was like in Fallout Three in New Vegas, you just develop a routine. Like I'm going to go here, then there, and then do this and get that. And I haven't mm-hmm. gotten that yet, so I was able to avoid most of the stuff I'd already done by, you know, avoiding it and finding new stuff. And I can't remember, it was a, one of them was mauled in middle school, it was like, I can't believe I haven't stumbled upon this of all the times I've explored right. here. And so that was pretty cool. Found like 16 suits of power armor this run through, which is ridiculous. Ooh. Yeah. Well,
1: you know what? Fast travel is something that really, uh, as convenient as it is, it makes me not see parts of the game. Because I'll walk through one time between this town and that town and I'll miss something and then I'll mm-hmm. never take that walk again because I just fast travel. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I understand why people who, you know, refuse to fast travel, I understand why they do it.
0: Yeah. I will say it's definitely convenient for someone like me who I don't have enough time to
1: absolutely just
0: walk everywhere. But
1: With you there.
0: So what else have you done in your story?
1: Uh, those were all the random things. Uh, I'm ready to talk about the main story.
0: Yes, I believe you've beaten it.
1: I have. I've beaten the game. And, uh, let's see, in the last spoiler cast, I think we left off at, uh, the encounter with Kellogg and being, uh, uh, going to the Glowing Sea to meet Virgil.
0: Yes, because you were very in love with the Glowing Sea.
1: Right. So I went to the Glowing Sea, and I met Virgil, and, uh, so yeah, Virgil's—he's green. Uh-huh. He's pretty green.
0: Yeah, he's a little mutated. Yeah.
1: And it was—it was really sad talking to Virgil and reading his terminal and stuff about how his big old hands are no good for writing things or typing, and he can't really do precision work anymore. Right. And uh, so he tells you that you have to kill a courser and get its code. And okay. So, you kill a Courser. How did that go for you? Uh, fairly well.
0: It wasn't too bad. Once I found the missile launcher that was laying there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. I was pretty high level when I got to that point.
1: Yeah. I didn't have any trouble killing the Courser. I did have trouble tracking the Courser. I just derped around so long. (laughs) Trying to follow this stupid signal. That was
0: very difficult. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I kept getting embroiled in other fights with random feral ghouls, and <laughs> it was it was a disaster It
0: did take it a while to find an and you are right
1: and uh so I get the courser chip, right mm-hmm. and i was I had gone back to the railroad just to turn in some random radiant quests and whatever, and Desdemona is like, so I heard a rumor about one of my agents taking down a courser. <laughs> And I'm like, oh really? That's that's very interesting. Cause at this point I totally don't trust Desdemona um, and really? or anyone, really. I don't trust anybody at this point in the game. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's that's uh that's really something. And she's like, so gimme the chip. And I played it cool. I was like, nah, I'm gonna hang on to this chip. And I felt so <laughs> stupid when I realized that the railroad is the only group that can decode this ship. <laughs> I went to, back to Virgil and he's like, yeah, take that to the railroad. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was just, I was just, okay.
1: <laughs> so I felt really stupid. So I go back and I'm like, um, hey, Des, <laughs> here's that chip you wanted.
0: <laughs> like, oh, I found, I found this chip on the floor right by your feet. Not the one that I had at all. I didn't plan it there.
1: So funny. <laughs> so the next quest was Molecular Level, where you build the signal interceptor yeah. to teleport to the Institute. Yep. And it is, this is also the time in which you are sort of supposed to pick your faction and commit. Y- and yes. So, who did you build the uh, build the signal interceptor with?
0: Zero.
1: Okay. Well, I didn't really feel great about any of these people. I was like, I just want to build it myself. Right. Like, can I, can I do this? Can I just build <laughs> my own teleporter?
2: Right.
1: So, I clear a a foundation in Sanctuary, and I build myself a teleporter. <laughs> And I run it with the help of Sturgis. Um, Whoa, really? Yeah. Sturgis uh, helps me, uh, put, uh, helps me run it. Uh, He tells me like what I'll need and, and helps me start it up. Huh. And he gives me a holotape to gather data on the Institute. And so I teleport to the Institute. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what happened to you when you went into the Institute? So
0: I built it for the railroad because I wanted to go with resources in that I wanted to have some sort of backing when I went in because I wasn't quite sure what to expect when I went mm-hmm. in there. I wasn't sure if it was going to like I pop in all of a sudden it's like there he is get him and then it would be guns a blazing and I have to fight my way through the institute. So I figured I'll go in with some support and some, you know, reasoning behind it. Apparently, with the railroad, there was a contact in there that the railroad wanted me to contact to do more work. He was like a synth smuggler. He would get them out and into railroad Patriot, hands. Patriot, Patriot, I think so, yeah. It's been a while since I've played this part, so I'm kind of fuzzy. But I built it in some random settlement area that... Uh, they designated for me to use, and I built that and, and went in there with the railroad. Now I can't remember. I know that was after, so we'll get to that later. But yeah, I went in with the railroad. So that was that was pretty much it. They just gave me the hollow tape to pop into a terminal to contact Patriot and to get the ball rolling on a big operation. So that was pretty much it.
1: Okay. So I go in by myself, and I plug the holotape in and get it out. Mm. And I'm thinking I may not even give this holotape back to Sturgis because what does Sturgis need with info on the the institute? You know what I'm saying? Right. What's he going to do with it? Sure. Um, So I go in the institute, and I'm just walking through there, and the elevators are opening up for me, and there's somebody talking to me through the loudspeakers. Yep. Similarly to the encounter with Kellogg,
2: yep.
1: and I expected that Sean would be an old man when I found him. I think I've said that on the podcast before.
0: You did. I just And
1: I see this young boy, Sean, you know, the same one that you see in Kellogg's vision in this little glass box. And he's like freaking out, calling for his father and whatever. And I'm like, I'm right here, sweetie. I'm your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I was really shocked to find out that he was a synth. Um, but then instantly vindicated to find out that Sean was old. <laughs> How did you feel about that? Um. Well, that's just, that's totally what I expected was going to happen. Okay. Just absolutely what I thought was going to happen. I knew he would be an old guy, you know, much older than me.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: Sorry, I had, to, I had to drink some tea there. Oh. So. <laughs> Um I did not expect him to be the director of the institute. <laughs> I expected him to be either um someone who had served his purpose with the institute and and was kind of adrift now. Sure. Or I expected him to be still a prisoner. But instead, he's in charge of everything and uh Yep. I liked the institute um
0: very mass effect feeling especially with the soundtrack
1: it was so pretty yes and uh clean you like clean so clean very tidy i really liked it it had style you're probably uh, you're probably thinking to yourself like see guys
0: this this is what you could do with brooms
1: yes you exactly sweep.
0: you could sweep
1: <laughs> take a and, lesson uh, wasteland basically basically <laughs> sweep, yes sweep a carpet And Sean just basically gives me the run of the place. He's like, yeah, you know, um, clear this lady, you know, for everything. She has full access to everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm walking around the Institute, and I find Virgil's serum, and uh, Mm -hmm. I read all the terminals. (laughs) As you would do. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting place. Mm. But I did notice in there, like, I wanted to... To support what Sean was doing, but I felt very uncomfortable with the fact that everybody seemed in trouble at the institute. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. There Everywhere
1: was, I went, somebody was being being chastised for something.
0: It was like like by that weird like SS type exactly. police. Exactly. I forget what they were called, but yeah.
1: The SS, I'm pretty sure <laughs> is, is what they were called, <laughs> sir.
0: Yeah, I can't remember what what exactly their name was, but yeah, that it did feel weird. It was very militant, um, and you got to understand too. Like the, the weird thing is, so real quick before you continue, when I first ran into Sean, I actually didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. I thought that even though it like looked like my like my character, I, I didn't believe him. I was like, no, that's not that's not my boy. He's just putting it on, you know, like trying to you know. Because it didn't feel sincere. Like, yeah. oh, I'm your son, Sean. Like, liar. And for a while there, I didn't believe him. And and then, so as I was walking around with the run of the place, it felt very militant. And when I realized it really was Sean, I realized that he's the one that made the place militant. Like, he's the one that's running the place and calling the shots. And he's the one that's making it like it is. So, yeah, I I definitely didn't. I felt very uneasy with how things were. And I had this, I like, like I want to put a bullet in his brain, but I don't want to put a bullet in his brain because that's how I solve things in this game. I just kill things when I don't agree.
1: But that's your baby.
0: <laughs> right, and that was the thing. It's like, well, it is my son, and maybe if I keep going on this quest line, there, there'll be some, like, hope to turn this whole Institute thing around and blah 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 so yeah I agree that it definitely was a feeling of unease
1: well I did not commit at this point still I continued to waffle around and uh, <laughs> I just I wandered around the Institute did some exploring and uh, I would like to say this sort of an aside dr. Madison Lee yes still awful yep <laughs> still hate her <laughs> but
0: re uh, reappearing from three
1: Indeed. So that was something.
0: Yeah. Did you see the gorillas?
1: I uh, did see the gorillas. They were funny. They were cool. It was weird to go places where synths spawn and to not be attacked by them.
0: Did you watch them get made?
1: No. You can watch them be made?
0: Yes. There is a room where you're watching them get made. It is the craziest looking thing it, it, it's really awesome looking. You mm-hmm. watch, it's like an assembly line. It's really, really cool. And I may
1: have to roll back on an old save and go find that.
0: It's really that's awesome. Cool.
1: I did not see that, but Ooh. there was like this one place in particular. I think it's a hospital that was close to a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And I would fast travel there pretty often and kill the same two cents every time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I oh, fast traveled-
0: yeah, there's, there's a uh, mutants right outside of it. Yes. That's yeah. the place. Yep.
1: So I fast traveled there and I think I had Deacon with me, I'm not sure, but I fast travel there and like I whip my gun up and the synths are like, Good morning, ma'am. <laughs> yeah.
0: All of a sudden they don't it attack was you. Very
1: strange. Yep. And um let's talk about this uh how about Virgil's serum for a minute. Did you give Virgil his serum? I did. And it worked. It, did it work. cured him. It did. So this serum, if this is something that could be synthesized again, you know, now that he's a human, if he could recreate his research, this could be tremendous for the future of the Fallout series.
0: Yeah, it would be working towards the end, (laughs) I think, of the Fallout
1: series. It could cure the effects of FEV, and I was thinking, what if they could make a syringer round... Loaded with this serum. <laughs> and let's talk about a pacifist run. <laughs> He's
0: just... <laughs> th- rah, uh. Whoa.
1: <laughs> you right?
0: I'm changed.
1: <laughs> Yay!
0: Then all of a sudden there's one behind him going, Human! <laughs> <"Your> <laughs> <laughs> Aw. That would be so, really weird. <laughs> that'd be super strange.
1: Just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> So I
0: left – go ahead. Well, it takes a week to work. So, I mean, you'd have to, like, shoot him and run away.
1: (laughs) Wait for a week. (laughs) You have a point. You have a point. So I left the Institute and um, I gave Sturgis the copy of the tape. And I was still doing radiant quests for all of the different factions and still, you know, progressing all the storylines. Mm-hmm. And I had talked to Elder Maxon, and he's like, "Hey, I hear you have this tape. Where's my copy of this tape?"
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh. <laughs> and I'm still at this point. I'm kind of considering going maybe Brotherhood. You know, I haven't made my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think, you know, I'm okay. I'll bring you the tape. So <laughs>
2: hmm. I
1: go back to Sturgis, and he gives. I'm like, Sturgis, I need this tape back. He's like, "Oh yeah, I already made a copy." So, I'm like, oh, really? So, I went ahead and I gave a copy of this tape to everybody. I gave one to the Brotherhood and one to the Railroad.
0: <laughs> so much for your non-committal.
1: And I thought, well, you know, information. Let's, the truth. Let's spread truth. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, yeah, that's something that I did. And the next quest I wanted to talk about was synth retention. My first quest for the mm. Institute also my last quest for the institute. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was cool to work alongside Courser, but when I met him, he's in a fight with these Brotherhood guys. And I didn't want to fight Brotherhood guys, so I just like set it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it took forever for him to kill those guys so I could start this quest. Huh. Okay. And it was good, you know, stopping that guy. He's an awful raider that escaped Synth that was a raider. I forgot his name. I didn't write it down.
0: I don't know. I know what you're talking about, though. He's on that, like, flotilla.
1: Yeah, that was a cool location, too. It was really
0: awesome. I enjoyed that. Did you get the Les Souris-Tribles or whatever? Les
1: sous terribles. Yeah, that thing. (laughs) I'm sure I'm pronouncing it just as badly as you are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that your enunciation of that was far worse than my gurgling.
1: Well, Rick, I don't speak any French. I mean, I, I, uh, so I I get the the shotgun and I think there was a bobblehead there too, wasn't there? I don't remember. Am I confusing my boats here? (laughs) Anyway, the Institute acts like all of these synths that are, you know, freed and mind wiped are out there doing this kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's just not fair that, you know, this one synth making bad choices doesn't, it doesn't invalidate the wish for freedom that the rest of the synths have.
0: It's kind of like, uh, we were talking about this before the podcast, but it's kind of like that art follows culture mentality. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're right. You're right. The Institute very much is acting as they're all evil and should be retained. Yeah.
1: Nobody's willing to, to think about... The fact that maybe somebody else has a good point about anything. Yeah. So I'm still uncommitted to a faction, <laughs> and I was just doing side quests for everybody. And do you want to talk about what you were doing at this time? So, r- yeah,
0: I start everything off with so. Eh, it's weird. Um, nothing like self observations in the middle of a podcast. So yeah, I dang it. Uh, <laughs> <I'm>,
2: I-, <laughs> I do it too.
0: Arr. I met, yeah, met Sean, did all that. And at this point, I was pretty con- committed to the Railroad. Just because they, even though they were a little, they didn't mind killing someone to free a synth, which is, sounds kind of counterintuitive or hypocritical, but it was always, to me, killing the right people, I guess you could say. Uh, slavers and that sort of thing. So, yeah. I, I, I kind of went back to Desdemona. I, you know, I left there, went back to Desdemona after I contacted Patriot and he set me up with the synth. We were starting to run an operation to get like 13 of these synths out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the synth was like, look, what's going to happen is it's going to come to, you know, push comes to shove and Patriot won't understand it. He, he, and he's like, so here's what I would like you to consider right now in the mine you know they're trying to dig deeper underground and what i would like you to do is go down there and kill the synth guards that are there that way my people can explode the entrance and we can call it a terrible accident that the explosion caused a cave in, a cave in and my synth partners will manufacture weapons you know that sort of thing and you can give us weapons and then we'll be armed for when we make our great escape That way, when we will inevitably run into coursers and other agents that will have the means to fight them. And I went, that sounds reasonable. You know, I'm not a fan of the Institute anyway. So I gave them a whole bunch of guns and, you know, did the mission. So they were set up and he's like, all right, give me a while to like get these guns made. He said, meanwhile, just keep doing what you're doing with the Institute. And the railroad's like, just keep doing what you're doing with the Institute. So I figured I'll just keep doing what I'm doing with the Institute and trial ( transitioned] a lot along. So, there was a mission where the Institute caught wind of four synths that the railroad was trying to move. And Bunker Hill. Bunker Hill. And they're like, you know, I did the synth retention thing and I got to the top and I said the code and he went, Hero. and then his friends were like, uh, what do they do to him? And they're like, they mind controlled him or something, I don't know. And uh, they started fighting me and I killed him pretty quickly and, and that was that. But anyway, this Bunker Hill thing tell you about it real quick so i tell desdemona about it i warn her and i don't warn the brotherhood about it at all i warn her and i say hey the institute's coming blah 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 blah. she's like go along with it uh but kill them from behind or whatever you know so i get there and the courser is like we're moving in now and at that time i heard vertebrates coming in i'm like how the heck did they know about this so (laughs) So the Courser and the Synths run up and start engaging with two Railroad members. So I hang back and then I let them have it from behind and I kill the Courser and the Synths. And then I see the Railroad guys fighting the Brotherhood of Steel. So what did I do? I can't remember if I ran through their fire and got inside or if I took out the Brotherhood of Steel. But I ended up taking out all of the Brotherhood of Steel in the area. But even as I was killing them, they didn't become hostile towards me unless I engaged them. Hmm. Which was strange. So, cause I had picked up a gauss rifle and just started blasting them away and, uh, secured the area. I secured the area for the, you know, the railroad and made sure the synths were safe. And then, you know, left to go meet my, 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 son. And, uh, yeah, so we were, this might be going a little farther than you, but I'll end at this point. So at the end of all this, after I killed all the Brotherhood of Steel and the, and the synths in the area. I went and met him on the rooftop of the CIT building. He's standing up there looking at the wasteland and he's saying, yeah, they're not ready for us. We need to stay underground. We need to get this reactor running. And by the way, this little surprise mission that ended up not being a surprise at all. How did they find out? (laughs) So he starts questioning me. And I just just pulled the, uh, I think it was Shaggy move where I'm like, wasn't me. I don't know i wouldn't i had i wasn't yeah, even there Yeah, Shaggy. <laughs> i wasn't even there um but
1: weren't you that's a deep cut there weren't
0: you kissing the railroad in the shower no oh, it wasn't it wasn't me it wasn't me uh-huh. uh and he's like fine whatever and then he takes me down into the ruins and we have a meeting um so i'll end it there but that was kind of what i was doing at the time was just doing institute missions and some and some railroad missions, I would say. Like, they're like, we need you to go kill a courser. And I'm like, don't
1: you think that would be a little suspicious?
0: And they're like, well, it's a chance we got to take. And I'm like,
1: okay. <laughs> Not if there's no witnesses. <laughs> and I
0: left no witnesses whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was doing, like, missions for the Institute and the railroad. And it was very strange. And at this point, I just actively engaged any Brotherhood I saw.
1: Well, I was still uncommitted. I was just doing side quests for everybody. And the Railroad Brotherhood and the Minutemen. And I felt like I had friends at each place and like Mm -hmm. I was doing good work for each faction. I brought Dr. Lee back to the Brotherhood, um, partially because I was helping the Brotherhood and partially just because I, uh, I don't know, it didn't seem right to have her in the Institute. just didn't seem right to me. And I accomplished that by telling her that Virgil, her friend, was still alive, not killed, and she'd been lied to. Uh, And uh, that really was the thing that made her feel like, ah, I'm done with these people. Huh. And my Battle of Bunker Hill story... This was total disaster. I warned everybody. <laughs> you just wanted to
0: make it all f- fluster cluck of a situation, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I just, at this point, I just, I didn't, you know, I wasn't ready to commit to any of these people.
0: You wanted to handicap that thing.
1: I just told them, you know what, guys, let's let's have this open discussion here. I'm going to tell you all the everything I know. And it was so surreal, because I was still on good terms with each faction, and no one (laughs) fired a shot at me. And so I just walked through this horrifying battle, and everybody's fighting and dying, and no one's shooting at me. And I'm not shooting at anybody, because I'm still on good terms with all these people. And let me tell you, battle, even video game battle, much worse when you aren't, you know, participating (laughs)
0: Oh, is this like watching? It's
1: horrifying. It's much more horrifying (laughs) when you're not, you know, doing it. Sure. And I got to the bottom, to the four synths, and I was like, you know what, guys? Get the heck out of here. Uh, Everybody upstairs has killed everybody else. Get out of here. Be free. And I was interrupted by the courser that I had forgotten was next to me. (laughs) he's like i can't let you do that ma'am like i I picture him like putting his hand on my shoulder like you can't do
0: this (laughs) you're like oh right you so
1: i pulled out my 10 millimeter and popped him in the head one shot my one kill of the battle oh that is (laughs) epic yeah (laughs) yeah i just blew him away And uh, so I meet up with Sean at the top of the CIT building, which took me forever to find those stairs. (laughs) I'm not kidding you, Rick. (laughs) I looked for these stairs for maybe half an hour, maybe longer. And I finally had to find a YouTube video (laughs) that showed me the location of the stairs.
0: (laughs) I know. I I was so tempted to turn (laughs) clipping off on the the console. I'm about ready to TCL this thing. Yeah, it was frustrating.
1: So Sean was real mad at me for freeing these scents.
0: So he found out, huh?
1: Yeah, he knew. Uh. He knew. And he's, uh, okay, I have this section of my notes titled, Proofs that Sean is an A-hole. Okay. He had freed me to see what would happen. It was an experiment. You know, that's not cool. And he seemed pleased that I still loved him and was searching for him. But if he wanted a family connection, why wasn't he there when I woke up? You know, why didn't he at least have lackeys in Vault 111 to bring me back to the Institute? And I kept thinking, I suffered so much, you know, going through this wasteland. My companions were taking risks for me to find Sean. Right. And he knew all of this but waited until I built a teleporter out of garbage and turned up in his house. (laughs) And like, he calls the death of his father at Kellogg's hands a regrettable casualty? Uh, (laughs) No. And standing there in the CIT ruins, he tells me, like he told you, that it's the first time he'd been outside and nothing up top is worth saving. The lives of these people aren't worth being preserved. And I tell him, we don't have the right to make that call. And he says, how can I trust you to represent the Institute? And I tell him, maybe I don't want to represent the Institute. Uh Uh-huh. And that is the point at which Sean and I break our ties. And uh,
2: Hmm.
1: I am no longer welcome in the Institute at this point. So it was sad. And I didn't really want to, to, you know, make the cut with Sean, but he Mm -hmm. was a monster.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, he says, don't get in the way of the Institute. And uh, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I'll uh, I'll, and I I planned to not a- attack the institute. You know, I thought I'll just we'll go our separate ways, kid. Sure. Um, and let's see here. Do you wanna do you wanna take over for a while?
0: Okay. Yeah. So this is where it changes drastically for me too. So he invites me in, and and, and keep in mind the whole time I'm on the railroad side. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, screw the BOS guys. They're going yeah. down in a ball of flames. You know. So at
1: this point, you're still planning to side with Railroad.
0: Still planning on siding with Railroad. And ultimately, siding with Free Synths. Well, not mm-hmm. Free Synths, but to free the Synths. And um, so I get down there. He's like, we're going to meet with the... I forget what he called them, not the elder council, but the, the board of executives basically is what they are. They're all the head scientists from each division.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we get down there and we're sitting at the table and they're having a small meeting about stuff. And, uh, he announced that he was dying of cancer Oh. and that he didn't have very long, you know, they had tried all these different options and they tried all these different things and they weren't able to cure it. and uh, so he was dying. He didn't have very long to live. And he announced me as as his successor.
1: No kidding.
0: Yes. And my brain went, oh, you know, because that oh, wow. changes everything, everything in my mind. Now, yeah. my reasoning went to, oh, this is great news because I don't have to, you know, murder kill the entire institute. I can free all of them if I want to. I can change the rules. I can change how they operate. I can, you know, fix this thing. I can make it not militant, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'd have right. to, like, you know, eliminate a few people here that are dissident, you know, or dissidents or whatever, not, that's not the right word. Um, You know, people who didn't agree with me. And, dissidents. Like, dissidents. Wow, that sounds awful, eliminating people who don't agree with me, but you get what I mean in context. Um, so, basically, I was going to be, like, the anti-hero dictator. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I was thinking I could turn it all around. I could change the reputation within the Wasteland and blah, 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 blah. So I still kept, you know, my ties with the railroad good. And I still mm-hmm. kept doing missions for the Institute. And, you know, he revealed that we were going to go. They were going to go ahead with phase three. Did you hear them talk about that at all? Phase three? No. OK, so phase three, they kind of would talk about and you'd hear people like, shut up. You know, Don't say that in front of the newbie. And basically, Phase Three is about thoroughly invading the wasteland with synths, but not militarily. Only the, basically initiating the American military protocol, or basically the modern military protocol of "don't fire unless fired upon" kind of thing. Right. And they were going to initiate their the the huge nuclear reactor so they'd have a long-term power solution and have more energy because they keep talking about you know energy failings and running out of energy for different departments and that sort of thing. So that was phase three. So they wanted me to help them with, you know, getting this reactor up and running. So I figured, okay, I'll do that. Um, and that's what I did. I helped them get phase three initiated. And do you mind if I go th- through to the end or do you want to...
1: Go as far as you'd like.
0: Okay. Um, Okay, I'll go up into the final battle. And... um. So I helped him initiate phase three and he asks me to make a speech and he says, we've written it for you. And it's basically saying like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can see how this puppet master thing is going to go. <laughs> and in my head, I'm still thinking what I'm doing is I'm siding with the railroad, but ultimately I want to stay involved and in, as the head of the Institute so I can change it because I could do more good on the inside um, kind of thing. And so I gave this speech basically saying like, you know, the Institute's here. We're not going away. We're here to give you hope. And like, it wasn't, I went off record. I, I ignored what they wrote for me and went off record and said, we want to give you hope. Don't stand in our way because
1: you went off the record. Ah, oh,
0: wow. Hey, yep. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. Good job. Good catch. <laughs> uh, so I, I went, yeah, I, uh, I, I said like, you know, we're here to give you hope rather than like, what he wanted me to say was like, we're here to further the human race or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, we're here to give you hope and you know, positive, positive things. And at the very end he's, you know, he wanted me to say, don't get on our way or we'll basically kill you kind of thing. But I said, don't get on our way because we're trying to do this for the betterment of mankind. And that was, you know, and after I was done, he's like, well, that was different, but I guess, you know, the same message was given across or whatever. So I felt, you know, high and mighty, like, haha, I can be the ultimate winner in this, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and that comes to when he gave me a very bad piece of news. So we're going to leave that off and we're going to continue with what you were doing.
1: Okay, so I'm still, you know, undecided. Lady. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I, uh, I refuse to declare a major. So I rebuilt Liberty Prime for you the Brotherhood Re- of Steel.
0: Wow, you really are taking all of these to the very end, aren't you?
1: And it was awesome. <laughs> I rebuilt mean, Liberty Prime. It was so cool.
0: That is pretty cool.
1: And I want Proctor Ingram to be my friend because she's the one that ah. helps you, you know, rebuild Liberty Prime. She's like, hey, this is our secret project, whatever, whatever.
0: Is she the legless and, lady?
1: Like, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I believe she's also armless. I think those are our. Oh, really? Our arms I thought she well. had arms. Huh. I may be mistaken, but I think they're. Power armor arms as well, and uh, she's pretty cool. She's a neat lady mm-hmm. after you get to know her, and that's actually why they wanted Doctor Lee back on board because she was one of the original scientists who helped them put together Liberty Prime. You know, so mm-hmm. um, right, right, get them up and running. Get up and running in Fallout Three. Right, and so that's why they wanted her back, and she indeed was there to help them put together liberty prime i built some pieces of liberty prime
0: oh that's cool
1: yeah out in the parking lot at the airport it was (laughs) cool and i was really sad that i didn't get to see him in action i did get to see them turn him on but i didn't get to like ride on his shoulder into battle which was sad
0: (laughs) a la iron giant
1: exactly (laughs) so anyways i'm putting together liberty prime right Right, And I go to the Glowing Sea to get these nukes, because he needs some bombs. You know, he can't have Liberty Prime if he ah. can't chug a bomb. And I have Paladin Dance with me. He's my companion at the time. And I convince the Children of Adam to let me have the bombs. And Dance is like, I'll stay here with the bombs. You go ahead. You'll be fine. And I want, I want him to come with me. You know, I don't like to leave my companions behind. But right. he's like... Elder Maxson ordered me to stay with these bombs until they are loaded and carted off. Huh. (laughs) And And I'm like, okay.
0: Very militant man.
1: So I don't really like it, but I leave him behind and I go back to the Pridwin where Elder Maxson is looking like he's my dad and he's disappointed in me. And he's like, isn't there something you'd like to tell me? (laughs) And I'm like, no, not really. Uh, I found the bombs. (laughs) And he says that data from the Institute holotape that I gave him revealed that dance is indeed a synth.
0: Ah, so that's when it all is revealed.
1: Yes. So I, and, uh, he tells me that, um, paladin dance, uh, how long did I know? And all this stuff. And, and I'm sure dance confided in you. And, like, no, I didn't know. You know, I, I really didn't. And uh,
2: huh.
1: he says uh, that Dance has, has run away and they don't know where to find him. And he uh, asks me to find Paladin Dance and execute him. And uh, there's a promotion in it for you.
0: Which is why I hate <laughs> the Brotherhood of Steel.
1: And so uh, to me, this is kind of a plot hole. Because you find Dance, right? And he doesn't know that he's a synth. But if he didn't know he's a synth, how did he know to run away when they came for him?
0: But did he run away, though?
1: Yeah. He was... When I left, he was guarding the bombs. And that's not where he was.
0: Did And he, he seems
1: like the kind of guy who would not run from his brothers for any reason. Like, he would just be arrested honorably. Perhaps. But... But...
0: Hmm. But... Did he perhaps read those holotapes tapes before you even knew maybe he was lying to maybe did he did he kind of say that he was supposed to go with you to find those bombs?
1: Um no, I just had him with me, oh okay, at the time, so maybe I missed some dialogue somewhere
0: maybe, but maybe he just read the holotape tape and and didn't mm-hmm. and didn't even realize
1: anyway, Maxin tasks me with finding and executing dance, and I plan on doing only half of those things. <laughs> I'm walking off of the Prydwen, and Scribe Halen finds me, and she's like, hey, you know, you're not going to kill Dance, right? Like, you're not... And I'm kind of cagey with her, because I don't know who I can trust uh, within the Brotherhood. And uh, finally she says, you know what? Dance trusts you. I'm going to trust you, too. This is where I think he is. It's a place only... uh, our little squad knew about. I think he would have gone here. So I find Dance, and he's so sweet and uh, selfless. All and, George
0: Clooney-like.
1: Yeah, he was, he's like, no, like I, I knew they'd send you, and I'm sorry it has to be this way, but you've got to do it. And it was really sad to me seeing him out of his power armor and in those Brotherhood pajamas. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's being all no and I I took his I hat. He's in of Brotherhood of Steel Hoodie so. footies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and his hair is kind of messy, you know, without his little hat. And he's like in these PJs with his best hair. What a sad state. And he's like, I represent everything the Brotherhood is against, and I don't want to be an exception, you know, you have to do it. And uh and I I don't want you in trouble, you know, he says to me. So you know I you've gotta do it to keep yourself out of trouble. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm not going to kill you. That's, just, that's not why I came here. And finally, I pass a speech check where I tell him, I've already lost my husband and my son. Don't make me start losing my friends, too. Um, wow. And he says that he was selfish not to think about the effect that his death would have on Scribe Halen and me. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to seduce you. Can we not talk about Halen right now? <laughs> So he decides to leave the Commonwealth and he gives me his hollow tags to prove that he's dead. And I follow him outside thinking maybe I can convince him to live in the room at my gas station. You know, no one will find him there. Right. And I walk outside and I'm not really paying attention. And I see dance with this look on his face and I run into elder Maxon who is standing right in front of the doorway. (laughs) And I, he wants Hey, uh, I, he's dead.
0: And yeah, as you hand him his hollow text,
1: mm-hmm. he's dead. I did so, it. <laughs> Maxon is like, exactly. What do you think you were doing, ma'am? <laughs> I <killed> and, him. <laughs> uh, we have this super awkward conversation where Maxon is really mad, <laughs> really, really mad. And I talk him down and it, it feels like the probably apocryphal story of Pocahontas shielding John Smith with her own body. <laughs> because <laughs> i tell him like okay max and if you lose him you lose us both you know like right i'm not staying with the brotherhood if, if you kill him and he agrees that dance can live but he's dead to the brotherhood if any brotherhood person ever sees him or talks to him uh, they're gonna come shooting so um dance is um i want him to come with me you know but he's like no you've got to go back to the pridwin Follow Maxon's orders because he's still brotherhood to the core. Sure. So I go back to the Pridwin, and going back to the Pridwin, I have in my notes here, feels like pretending to be nice to your friend's ex so that you can get their stuff for them. <laughs> <laughs> Maxon is talking to me, and I'm like, yep, mm-hmm, whatever.
0: Turns off peanut teacher.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> And I'm thinking, this is the last time I'll ever set foot on this airship. And Maxon promotes me to Paladin, and he gives me Dance's power armor and his room.
2: Oh.
1: And I think, well, Dance is going to want his power armor, and we can pay over that Brotherhood logo, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so I go, I loot his room, I grab the suit, and I'm just ignoring everybody that's congratulating me on becoming Paladin and telling me good job getting Dance. And I get to the deck of the Pridwin and I usually fast travel or take one of the vertebrates down. Uh-huh. But this time I was just like, peace! And I jumped off.
0: <laughs> that is so fun to do.
1: Wearing Dance's armor. And I go back to Dance's little hovel where he's staying, and I think he's going to be all happy that I brought his suit for him. And he's wearing a set of XO-1. What? <laughs> yes! And I'm like, where the heck did you get this XO one? He's cleaned up this nasty cave, it's all tidy now. He's got a power armor hanger and a suit of XO One. I'm like, dude, I'm like level fifty eight. And I haven't seen but one piece of XO one. Uh,
0: that's when you pull out your ten milli- ten millimeter and you're like, turn around, I'm hitting that power core. <laughs> I'm taking that suit. <laughs>
1: So I take him back to the gas station with me and he agrees to be my boyfriend after we have this conversation where he's like, are you saying you're in love with me? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, how can you be in love with a machine? (laughs) I'm like, you're more than a machine to me, dance. (laughs) Then we live happily ever after. (laughs) And at this point, everybody is wanting me to make a commitment. Mm -hmm. I refuse to attack the railroad for the brotherhood. I refuse to attack the brotherhood for the railroad <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just minding my business, like looking for adhesive and freaking Sean attacks my freaking castle. Whoa. Yeah. I'm just chilling. And uh, I get this urgent message on the radio and Preston Garvey's like, general, the castle's under attack.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, so um, do you want to take over for a minute, and I'll pick up here later, or should I go on?
0: No, go on, go on, because I'm pretty much at the end of my story.
1: So I run to the castle, and uh, they're like, the Institute is coming. You know, they are coming for us. Yeah. And I haven't done much settlement building at all, and the castle doesn't have much in the way of defenses. So the walls are still open? Right. Oh, gosh. The walls are open. I don't even have stuff there because all my stuff is at the Red Rocket. I don't have local leader. I don't even have stuff to build with. I just have what's in my pockets. So (laughs) I remember the room in the back that has those turrets. So I drag all those out and I just have to build generators. And I'm like breaking down stuff and building generators (laughs) out of it. To power these laser turrets that were in that back room.
0: So, all right. Wait, wait one second here. (laughs) We're going to recap. So, not only does Fallout contain SimCity Fallout with the settlement building, it also contains a bit of Sid Meier's civilization with, like, this country doesn't want me to attack this country, but this country is going to attack me if I attack this country kind of thing with, like, the railroad wants me to shoot the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood wants me to shoot the Institute, but the Minutemen are there. And now you've pulled in MacGyver... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to like, I need a bobby pin and a paper clip because I need to build a generator.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so I'm building a generator. <laughs> so if I take of-
0: apart this wood desk, I can build yeah. a
1: generator. A desk and some duct tape Where's and Where's the a bubble radio. gum? <laughs> and I'm, I'm building generators. to pow- I, I steal the generators from the radio because you know you have that quest to build <laughs> right. the radio tower. So yeah. I jack the generators out of that and plug them into these to these, uh, <laughs> laser turrets. Wow. And I'm desperately, you know, running everywhere and Preston and that lady, what's the lady's name? Do you remember?
0: No, but she's awesome.
1: She is awesome. I'm a fan of her. Um, her and Preston are like ordering around these minute men. And, uh, I still had dance for my companion and, uh, they come the, uh, the institute shows up and uh I'm like, you're telling me not to bother you, but you came for me. You know, you know <laughs> this is the stronghold of my Minutemen.
0: Monster, remember?
1: And I just kill so many synths here. There were so many synths. This was for me probably the hardest fight of the game.
2: Hmm.
1: And there's coursers and I see uh I see, you know, Preston fighting coursers and these Minutemen are just dying to these synths. And I see Dance take out a couple coursers, and I kill a bunch of coursers, and it was just it was bananas. Just totally bananas. And uh, I'll take a break there and let you carry on. I did win the fight, and it was not the end of the game.
0: (laughs) Wow, okay. So I'm going to go right to the end, because I'm pretty much at it. So if you guys remember hearing me talk about my first character, how I can't play him again, this is why. So after I think it was after I get done the speech. Like I said, it's been a while since I played it, so I don't remember how the timelines went. But I was finally ordered by Sean. He's like, look, I know you have had some dealings with the railroad. But, uh, oh, with the Minutemen, by the way, they needed a scientist to help get this radioactive thing back on. Um, So they're like, you know, we sent our guys to go retrieve him. By retrieve him, we mean kidnap. But the Minutemen showed up because he called for help. So there's kind of this standoff thing. You need to go defuse the situation. So I was like, great. So I was able to like tell the Minutemen to hold their fire and. Hey, I'm this, the
1: general. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I was able to talk the scientist into, you know, coming along peacefully. So everything was fine. And that was it with the Minutemen. They didn't bother the Minutemen anymore because like it was basically because I was like, I'm the general. Don't bug them. And they're like, fine. You know, because I was a general, he didn't attack them beyond that little conflict and that was actually not planned so he's like here's what i want you to do i need you to eliminate the railroad fully and i said well no because no and he's like there's no way around it we need to eliminate them and i said fine so i go to the railroad well i go to first off i go to sanctuary and I get into my highest power armor that I had and I pulled my Gatling gun out of, you know, storage, and I I was like, blew the dust off of it because I never use it. And, and I equip it and I go to the railroad and I'm looking around at everybody and all the stuff that we've been through. And I walk up to Desdemona and I said, look, my father wants me to kill all of you, which is kind of bold thing to say uh, to someone, I think. Mm-hmm. And she goes, huh, well, I trust that you're going to make the right decision. And bias time is basically what she says. Right. So I go to leave and then I stop and I'm like, I really think I can do good from the inside here. And I can't get around this situation right now. So if I sacrifice all these guys here in the railroad and take my father's place, I can do more good than I could. You know, because this is probably going to backfire. So uh, I sigh. I literally, I'm like, oh, this is gonna suck. And I walk to the middle of the room. I drop a bottle cap mine down. Oh. I, I go to where you spawn in, and turn around, and I open up on Desdemona. All right.
1: Oh man.
0: She gets ripped apart in a matter of seconds. Like one second of me opening up with the Gatling, ra- You know, the laser, the Gatling laser, just like, and she's gone. At the same time, I'm not kidding. Everyone converges to the center of the room because I create like a little kill zone for them. So they're going to rush me, right? They all come to the center of the room. Glory, Deacon, the uh, Tinker Tom, the medic guy. Like, I'm not kidding. They all come to the center of the room and they all trigger the bottle cap mine. And it blows them all up. I'm not kidding. Wow. It's just boom. And they're all dead. And there's oh
2: a few there's a
0: few remnants and I like mow them down and I walk into Pam and I mow her down. Like it was just nothing. It was like cutting through butter. But it was like so sad. Not even satisfying. Just like you're killing your friends kind of thing because you feel like you're doing something better with your life. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, ugh. So then I like leave and I put my stuff away. And, or I don't even put my stuff away. At that point, they're like, "All right, now's the time to go hit the Brotherhood." What we're going to do is we're going to sabotage the Liberty Prime and have it shoot down the Prydwen and then self destruct. So it's like, "All right, that's fine." So I fast travel to, I I fast travel to the airport, and they the Brotherhood just opens up on me at this point. Like they're hostile because they know why I'm there.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was. Well, and
1: you've been fighting them before this, right?
0: Yeah, but they didn't turn on me till that point. Okay. I, I think so. I think it was that point. I can't remember when it was that they finally turned on me, but I remember like I got a pop-up saying they're hostile or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But I just remember this moment being very, very difficult, that when you fast travel to the airport, because you couldn't fast travel to the Pridwin anymore because they were hostile, but you fast travel to the airport, they kind of spawn you behind a building that's right off of the where Liberty Prime is set up. So I spawn in there and there's like a bunch of vertebrates flying around and I have my quad barrel missile launcher with a tracking, you know, heat seeking uh, targeting system. And I'm just ripping apart vertebrates and and stuff like that. And I have like an an automatic assault rifle, the missile launcher and my Gatling laser. And I run out of ammo for the Gatling laser and I'm using my assault rifle slash missile launcher and I'm just trying to take down these paladin knights and they're really, really tough. You know, they t- just take a lot of hits t- t- to-, to die. So I'm having this huge battle just trying to breach the perimeter of their walls, throwing grenades and shooting them and blowing them up. And I finally get into uh, the the area and I have to disable these three generators to call in um, reinforcements. So I call in, you know, I-, I disable the generators and I'm still fighting pockets of Brotherhood of Steel and I disable all three generators. Meanwhile, just feeling like ultimate garbage in this world and um, you know finally destroy all three generators and since attack in full and uh, so I start to see them pour in through one side and I fight my way up you know the Liberty Prime scaffolding and mm-hmm. as I'm up there I'm getting shot from below and I'm firing down bat, 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 you know firing down with my automatic assault rifle and it feels good to fire the thing because the way they did the sound design I know I keep saying that but it just feels good um, and I'm firing and I'm shooting a bunch of people and throwing grenades. And as I pull my crosshairs up on a on a knight, right, like a knight of the Brotherhood of Steel and go blap, blap, blap and watch his like, you know, head fly off or whatever. I just watch his body drop. I noticed that the name says Paladin Dance. No. And then I moved on to the next target, like not even thinking about oh. it. And I was like, oh, I just. Oh, and, and this playthrough was when I was fa- friends with Paladin Dance. Yeah. And I just realized that I just killed one of my good friends in that playthrough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, But I just kept moving on. I was just like, you know, shook it off. And I kept firing and firing. And then I turn around. I'm getting hit real hard from the side. And I look up on the roof. And there's Elder Maxon in power armor. So I have this little, you know, I'm shooting at him. He's shooting at me. I get blown off the scaffolding area somehow. I fall down or something. And I jump up on top of the roof. And he's on the other side of the airport now. Um, on this broken out plane and I, you know, fire, fire and I kill him. And then I hear the synth say, you know, I hear Liberty prime boot up and I, you know, I'm still fighting and fighting and all these synths are fighting. And, and then, you know, he starts shooting the Prydwen and the Prydwen starts catching on fire and it's just like chaos. Right. And the next thing, wow. you, the next thing, you know, I hear, bzzz, and then I'm, i get teleported to a nearby beach and I'm watching the Prydwen just fall out of the sky and explode. Wow. And it's it's nighttime. Like I started this fight n- at noon and it was nighttime when I got teleported. Like I fought that whole time. It was just one huge battle. And um like my armor, I had lost both arms, my helmet was uh still intact, and both legs were red. <laughs> like I was just beat up and mm-hmm. out of ammo for like everything. And the Pridwin is just blown up and on fire, and I tried to go towards it, but your heat, you know, your vision gets all blurred, and it's hot, and you can't get it near it. Wow, so then, that's crazy. So then I go back to the institute to tell my son that the deed has been done, and I didn't, I haven't ever felt more like a puppet until then. And he he dies in this little bed, and the mission ends, and that's it. You have no option to continue to free the synths. The whole armed revolution gets squashed that you prepared. And the railroad is dead. And the Brotherhood is dead. And there are synths everywhere in the Commonwealth. Like, they're just rumbling around Diamond City, making yeah. armor, walking around. And everyone's like, I, you, everyone's like, I don't understand why these synths are here. But they're here. They don't seem to be bothering anything. And Nick Valentine is like, of all people, you... I can't believe you sided with the Institute after all the good you did. He's like, I I don't know if we can be friends anymore. And then I was like, can you follow me around? He's like, sure. (laughs) I guess. So, you know, I'm doing this one quest and I find a full suit of XO one and I'm like, yeah, finally, finally found it. And I hear on the radio, um, that, you know, Travis is talking about how the brother, the brotherhood is destroyed, you know, and the railroad is all slaughtered. Everyone was found dead. And all these synths are running around. And pretty much everything is in chaos. And I just went, I wish you had an option to blow your own brains out in this game. Oh, because no. I would have done it right then and there. And right then and there is when I stopped playing my first character and started my second.
1: So you were Sorry.
0: I was absolutely just like, I cannot believe I did this. Like, I want to rid myself. Like, I wish I knew there. I I wish there was a way way to rig the Institute to self-destruct because I would do it right now. And I would Mm. stand in front of the reactor as it blew. Like, it just it was the worst feeling I ever felt in a game of just. That's awful. Of thinking. Oh, I can fix this. And then murdering everyone and still thinking I can fix this. And it was the weirdest moment that I ever had where I was like, they fooled me. The story fooled me. Like,
1: yeah, but made you think you could make changes.
0: Like I thought for sure that I could make changes after this and no, no, everything just keeps going on. The world keeps working without me. And And
1: you killed all your friends for nothing.
0: Yes. And I was just a tool and no one has a use for me because no, you know, no one's going to listen to me and there's nothing I can do. And I'm just now existing. My son is dead. All my friends are dead. And this sucks. Like it was just the weirdest. And then you go to the site of the Pridwin. Everything is just on fire and it's just
1: wow, perpetually on fire forever.
0: Yeah. And it was like, I can't do this anymore. Started my second character. But my first character is how I always will feel. Now this is the thing for me. My first character is always how I mean that that's how I reacted first off no spoilers and that is a depressing thought for me because my reaction my my intentions were pure my actions were not yeah and you know getting a little getting a little meta here I I don't know if that reflects what I was going through in real life at the time like with some things I was dealing with Um, where you're like, I can fix everything, you know, by doing this. I I don't know, but it, it definitely is sticking with me now that when I'm playing my second playthrough, I, I always have in mind, this is not my first reaction. I'm only performing these actions because of how I acted first by hindsight. So it's this weird, you know, I don't you know ex-lover feeling
1: you know what I'm saying yeah it left you in a weird place Yeah, I understand ex- Yeah, your future outlook on this game will always be colored by what happened to you
0: R- here right by my own choices I made externally from the game that was the weird thing my external choices you know of how I'm going to play the game were the worst that I could have done you know wow. yeah it's so strange um. yeah so that was kind of like why I can't play that first character anymore and I still have his saves you know of like the save image with me and my power armor but like mm-hmm. that's it like I can't touch it ever again just because it's just this weird in my head he's like blown his brains out in like the the railroad safe house <laughs> 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 and is laying with all the other dead bodies there you know
1: oh man that's rough that with, with
0: Kellogg's pistol no less <laughs>
1: That's very dark,
0: Rick. Well, I mean, that's just how the whole thing went for me. Yeah, that's how it
1: worked out.
0: And it's really strange. What really is strange to me is I've never played a game where I felt like I was doing the right thing and it ended up being surprised by my actions and how dirty they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was actually... Yeah. So I've played games before where my actions were less than fair, but... I was doing it. You in knew a, what
1: you were doing.
0: Right. And I knew what was going to happen. This was purely in a realm of like, I can't believe I thought I was doing the world a favor by eliminating the railroad and the Brotherhood of Steel. Two factions completely destroyed and nothing changed except for the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, hopefully your ending was a bit brighter.
1: My ending was way different than your ending. So after I defend the castle, Preston comes running up to me, General. <laughs> Not that there's another settlement that needs your help, <laughs> but he says uh, Sturgis decoded some of the stuff on this hollow tape, and uh, there's uh, he thinks he found a way to get into the institute. You know, uh-huh. we can we can strike out at them first, and uh, and they'll never come for us again. Basically, and I think yeah, you know, this is something I don't I didn't want it to come to this. <laughs> I did not want to destroy the institute that my son has built. But if he attacked me once, you know, completely unprovoked, he's going to keep on attacking. And this was a disaster. You know, this battle was a disaster. Like, me (laughs) and Preston and the lady and and Dance were, like, the only ones left alive. The guys
0: who can't die.
1: (laughs) Yes! Yes! It was a disaster, and... I can't. I can't let him keep doing this. You know, that's, this is how it's got to be. So I'm like, okay, Preston, let's go. Yeah. So, um, what Sturgis found was a little uh, underwater ventilation shaft. I was calling it the Jeffrey's tube.
0: <laughs> the Jeffries
1: <laughs> tube. You're not a, a Star Trek watcher, are you? I, I mean,
0: I watched half of the Next Generation.
1: Well, in Star Trek, in especially in the, in the next generation, they're always going in the Jeffreys tubes to solve problems, which is basically ventilation shafts, what? like maintenance, maintenance shafts. Huh? And I it's called the
0: Jeffreys tube.: I did not notice that.
1: Yeah, and uh, so I, I basically take my little ragtag band into the Jeffreys tube. <laughs> we uh, come out in the institute and I put in some kind of hollow tape. That lets them teleport in everybody else. So Preston's there. There's a bunch of random red shirt Minutemen. <laughs> there's Sturgis. And Sturgis is like, okay, you guys go deal with the Institute, overload the reactor. I'm going to be here. I'm going to teleport you out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Sturgis, thanks. <laughs> so we f- get to the director's computer and issue an evacuation order. Um, to get the people out because, you know, we don't want to just slaughter all those people, you know, huh? um, is that optional? Just, yes, that is optional. That is optional. I made the decision to I- issue that evacuation order. Okay. Um, but it was optional and I find Sean in this weird, like bed thing. And I'm, I'm like, are you sick, sweetie? <laughs> <laughs> Feeling bad. Oh, Sean,
0: you pat his head.
1: He's acting like a sullen teenager. He's like, don't pretend you can now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you attacked me. Like, let's not let's not get confused here. And he's like so mad and just being sullen. And he's like, whatever. And I'm like, listen, you should help me. And he's like, now why would I do that? You're blowing <laughs> up my institute. And I tell him, yeah, but let's try and save some of your people, huh? How about that? So he gives me a code that shuts down like a third of the synths or half of the synths mm-hmm. down there. So the, the synths shut down. They're not fighting me. I'm just walking through these uh, rooms full of, of inactive, deactivated synths. And uh, we blow up the reactor and Sturgis is, uh, waiting to teleport us out. And we're going into the teleporter. And, um, like, well, get us out of here, Sturgis. What are you waiting on? He's like, well, General, this kid is here. Mm-hmm. And I go, and there's this android, uh, that's the, the baby Sean, android, yeah. boy Sean. He's waiting, and he's calling me mom. And, uh, so, um... I go ahead and take him with us. I'm like, come with us then. Okay. And uh, he goes to the castle. I don't get to assign him to a location. He goes automatically to the castle. Hmm. And uh, that's why a few episodes ago I said that I think the castle is going to be the place where I build my good settlement for spoiler reasons.
0: Oh, okay. So you can't reassign him?
1: No, I, thi- I think he stays there. Hmm. So anyway, I'll try to reassign him. Maybe I'll try to send him to the gas station. Anyway, I feel like I deserve to have my son after all the stuff that I've been through. And this little boy deserves a life. He didn't ask to be built. <laughs> but part of me is afraid that a vindictive father has left a sleeper agent in my house.
0: Oh, knife in the dark, so to speak.
1: And just because he looks like a little boy, you know, he could be programmed to kill us all in our beds. And I wish that I could assign somebody to to keep a guard on him. Huh. But, um, anyway, he's programmed. He, he doesn't remember growing up in the Institute, really. And he he thinks I'm his mom, you know. he's um. So I have a, a synth boyfriend and a synth son now. Hmm. And Sean lives at the castle. He makes me presents out of scrap that I bring him. He's like, hey, mom, could you bring me some vacuum tubes? And I'll bring him some vacuum tubes and he'll give me some, you know weapon mod or some garbage i don't know a macaroni (laughs)
0: necklace that you just kind of put on the proverbial fridge basically and i
1: feel like i need to build up the castle now so that he has a nice place to live and that was uh the ending of of my game i uh i got the the black and white ending screens and i'm still on good terms with the other three factions i went and visited them all to see you know how they would react (laughs) And they just basically, they're unhappy that I went with somebody else besides them.
0: Oh, but other they're than that, not, they're just like...
1: Yeah. We're still cool. I'm still a paladin of the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, hmm. he's Maxon's like, well, you know, I'm disappointed that you didn't take the Brotherhood with you, but whatever. Hmm. And Desdemona's like, it was glorious. I only wish I could have been by your side. And,
0: <laughs> and you're like, you could have been, you jerk.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, it sounds a lot more positive and sunny than yeah. mine was.
1: I'm still doing radiant quests for all three factions, all three remaining factions.
0: Did you do all the Mila quests?
1: I haven't done all of those. I've okay. done one or two of them.
0: He stopped giving them to me. Mm. And it was just kind of over.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've only done a couple. I have an open one right now that I haven't done.
0: Gotcha. F-
1: so you s- Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. You stopped playing your character after the ending. Yep. I didn't. I'm still playing. And everybody had a lot of things to say about my blowing up the Institute. Yes. What were um, their reactions? Piper put out a newspaper article about how we can be safe now and stuff. And Travis talks about how we don't have to worry anymore. And, uh, all of my companions were like really proud of me. um, and I was, uh, I was looking for Piper this one time. I don't know if I talked about this at all on the podcast. And I couldn't find Piper anywhere. And yeah. I rang the bell, and she wasn't there in the assembled people. I went to all my different settlements, and I was freaking out. And I thought I'd go to Diamond City, thinking maybe she went home. Right. And her little sister was there selling that new paper. So I was like, okay, she came home to write this article. But I couldn't find her. And then I found a dying guard. Um, and I gave him a stim pack, And it saved him. And he's like, I'm just going to rest here. But, you know, Mayor McDonough shot me. He's a synth. And I'm like, what? So I go up to uh, Mayor McDonough's office. And there's Piper trying to kick down his door. Whoa. And d- do you remember in the railroad, you kept hearing people say... I hear Diamond City is under opposition control. Yes. I think that's what they meant. Mayor McDonough's a synth. Whoa. So I get Piper inside McDonough's office, and we talk to the mayor, convince him to release the receptionist, and then Piper shot him to death. And, uh, yeah, she was, she was really mad. And then everything went back to normal. She was back at the Red Rocket the next time that I went there.
0: Wow, that's pretty crazy, though.
1: Yeah, that was that was the last story thing. So the story continues, you know, even after, even after the ending. Wow. So.
0: I uh, did you ever run into the two synth two synths or two people fighting in the middle of the Commonwealth and they're both named like Andy? No. They're both the exact same NPC, same clothes, same face, same voice. Oh
1: no! And one of them's real, and you have to decide.
0: Well, I got up to him, and the one's on his knees with his hands up, and the other guy's pointing a gun at him, and. This guy's like, this guy's an android, he tried to kill me And the one's like, no, he's the android and it was like this really like weird like Lois Griffin, Peter Griffin Family Guy yeah. joke, where it's like You know, you know, I don't know Who to choose, and he's like, choose me And he, she shoots him And then his face falls open, and he's this, You know, the synth is the one she didn't shoot So I was like, that's flashing through my mind Except I went, I'm not Lois And I'm not married to these guys So uh, I forget who I sided with but, like, I thought it was going to be this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it, uh, so I blew the guy who had the gun pointed at the other guy's head. I blew him away because I figured if it's a synth, he'd outpower him Um, kind of thing. And then the guy's like, whew, thanks. I can go back to my family now. And he walked away, and that was it. And I was like, well, that was uneventful. <laughs> so
1: it was just like a random encounter. Just a
0: random encounter, and you get to pick who lives, you know? <laughs> it's just like... One of those moments where it's like, why did why did you have to thrust me in this decision? Like, yeah. Like, I was just an innocent bywalker. Like, I didn't mean anything by it. But did now I have to play pick. Did you play
1: those Walking Dead Telltale games?
0: Uh, I started, I just didn't really enjoy the style.
1: Well, I've played those. And in the second season, you play as Clementine, the little girl. Yeah. And uh, I keep thinking, like, every time that I'm doing all this stuff, I'm like, why do I have to be the one to make all these decisions? I'm 10. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of, kind of the same feeling. Like why me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but I will say I started the second playthrough. um, I've taken it up to where I have to go to the glowing sea and that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I left it. And I'm just kind of just exploring and doing things. And now that I know what's, going on, I can build up my settlements and forces a little bit and build the Minutemen up and see if that, you know, leads to anything. I know it won't lead to anything game changing or whatever, but I, I want to see if it changes any options that I would have. And, and I'm ca- probably going to go the route of trying to keep as many people alive as I can. Um, but I have kind of a, you know, afterlife, other life, past life vendetta against the institute now <laughs> like you know i'm really
1: interested to see in future dlcs if uh, the decision you make who decide with if that's going to affect the dlcs if they're going to be post-game dlcs or or like you know pre-end game
0: i you know from a lot of people what they've been saying is they have been a little upset with the lackluster ending and bethesda's never been really awesome at endings You know, if you think about Mm -hmm. Fallout 3 where it's like, hey, guess what? You spent 80 hours and you can't play anymore. It's like,
2: oh. Yeah.
0: You know, and then New Vegas where they're like, well, you can play, but it just doesn't really, nothing really changes. Except, well, in that game, a lot of stuff did change.
1: In New Vegas, you can't play after the ending.
0: Oh, you can't? I thought you could. No. Okay, so there was another You can only
1: play in Fallout 3 after, um, after...
0: Because of the Broken Steel. What's that
1: called? Yeah, Broken Steel. Right, okay. But in, in New Vegas, the end is the end.
0: To be honest, I've only beaten three twice in New Vegas once because I'd never spend time to do it again. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, this is the first Fallout that's made me want to redo the story uh, again, maybe because it's fresh. But I-, I do hope they expand on the Wasteland after you do all of this stuff. Me too. I I love that... So... A little bit of Guild Wars, too, off the record here. Guild Wars is the kind of game that what you do affects the area around you on a small scale and even a big scale to a point where one of the major territory, territories, like uh, basically the size of Fallout's map in the game Guild Wars was destroyed. Like an entire huge city was destroyed for a while because of something that happened in the storyline of the game. And then they've rebuilt it now. It's all back to new and shiny. And they have this dynamic where the things that you do affect the outcomes and affect the world and that sort of thing. And I know that that's really resource intensive and takes up a lot of space. So I don't expect that from a game that sits on a disc or is 30 megabytes when you download it. But I would like to see the DLC expand upon your actions.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really neat.
0: Yeah, and I, I I just, we haven't seen that from Bethesda DLC, or even, I mean, well, Broken Steel, kind of. Kind of.
1: Kind I, of? I guess not really, not really. It's just a continuation. It's, yeah, it just basically lets you keep walking around.
0: Right, because you, because it doesn't really, because you can't really kill the faction of Brotherhood of Steel, so there isn't really world-changing stuff that you can do besides the FEV. When you mm-hmm. drink the water, it kills you. But, um, yeah, I would I really like I to I guess I never that.
1: put the FEV because I, I just didn't remember that.
0: Yeah, when you put the FEV in, if you drink any water source pretty much after the Broken Steel DLC, it kills you because <laughs> you're mutated. Yeah. But I would like to – I would re- that would be one of the DLCs I'd like to see is just what changed in the aftermath of this big monumental battle? more mm-hmm. than meta more than meta stuff where it's like oh here's a news broadcast to let you know that everyone recognizes something happened and i'm not digging on Bethesda i just know that it's ridiculously resource in- intensive cuz it's like yeah. not only do you have to have this map here but you have to have these other maps and you know these other uh, objects in the game that look different so now you have five different objects instead of just one or two so i understand that it's just a memory thing but I would like to I would like to see that. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, we'll see. I mean well, I,
0: wasn't one of the DLCs kind of teased already or something?
1: Not officially. There's just oh. been rumors and and people have found cut content in the code and
0: All oh, right, I think we covered that with that little bubble yeah. uh, not the bubble gun, the underwater spear gun. The harpoon harpoon, harpoon
1: launcher or whatever. The harpoon launcher.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. That I was-
1: did have one more kind of comment on the ending. Yeah. So, the beginning of the game, right, is narrated by Brian T. Delaney, you know, war, war never changes. Right. You know? And I, I expressed some disappointment that it wasn't Ron Perlman. And then, for me, as my female character, the ending narration was obviously not done by Brian T. Delaney, because he's dead, you know, in, in the cryopod. <laughs> yeah. It was done by the lady voice actor, Courtney Taylor, and uh it was good, you know, it was it was she did a good job. I'm not I'm not digging the job that she did. I'm I'm not, you know, trying to insult that at all. Mm-hmm. But I miss Ron Perlman's narration. <laughs> I really do. It just it felt so wrong to me not to have that ending slideshow narrated by Ron Perlman.
0: Okay. So I I get you, but let me let me counter that with they took a different narrative on this game where they gave your characters names beyond what you named them um and it's about their story it's not like here's a cat who just got dropped in the middle of this thing you know what i mean
1: yeah but still i'm that's just how i feel about it i, I miss ron perlman's narration he was they, the news anchor he was the news anchor that was a little nice cameo but I just missed it. I it didn't feel like I had ended a Fallout game, you know.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I enjoyed the. I don't. I don't quite remember the ending because I kind of blocked it from my head. But
1: you're all traumatized. No, I was.
0: I I did enjoy the end, the intro because it felt like an intro of the character and their story, and their their mannerisms, or at least mm-hmm. at least your your. Well, for me, I picked the male character. At least it it kind of solidified his personality before the war right so but yeah that's pretty much all i have i won't um i don't we've
1: been going for a long time
0: yeah we're about an hour 40 in i don't necessarily know if we're going to do another spoiler cast dear listeners but maybe we will maybe we won't um it it depends so if you do listen to these spoiler casts and we'll ask our normal audience well (laughs) no yeah our normal audience when they you feel- weirdos listening you- to
1: the spoiler cast though, we're gonna ask you first.
0: Um, when you feel is good to end the spoiler casty stuff, uh, like talking about locations of weapons and that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: like when can we go full spoiler on the main show?
0: Which for you guys, it's probably now because you're listening to mm-hmm. this now, <laughs> so it's probably no point in asking you. But just curious on your opinion, maybe you have good insights on what you think would be respectful to other people.
1: I feel like February
0: eleventh. February uh, eleventh.
1: <laughs> three months, and wouldn't that be three months?
0: I don't know. I I, uh, I was also thinking you have to think for Christmas. A lot of people got it for yeah. Christmas too, so maybe well, March. then
1: the people who got it for Christmas, they they had a month and a half.
0: Yeah, so I'm thinking so. maybe March, but we'll see Let how. Let us that-
1: know your thoughts, listeners. How can they tell us their thoughts, Rick?
0: Uh, you well. You could you could email us uh, at our email address falloutotr at gmail dot com. You could also tweet at the show at falloutotr uh, on Twitter, and you could tweet at me at Rick McVick. and you can tweet at Jolene at Jolene L, and that's all on Twitter. So we record usually Fridays seven thirty. Well. Uh, we're going to be moving to 7 o'clock starting in February. So that would be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork live. Um, and starting in February, we'll be, we'll be at 7 o'clock p.m. Um, but for the rest of January, we'll be at 7.30 p.m.
1: Eastern Time.
0: Eastern Standard Time. Because that allows for ESO who records, well you know they're not recording steadily on fridays whatever we'll move to earlier anyway um it's already been kind of talked about so yeah but for the remainder of july we'll be at 7:30 p.m eastern standard time january on the
1: remainder of july you
0: said did i say july,
1: I said july.
0: Oh, it's been a long day thank you for listening Shalene. do you have a last word
1: you can't trust everyone <laughs>